But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. As you may have seen on the internet lately, Luke Skywalker finally showed up at Toshi Station to pick up his damn power converters. Out time. So I guess we're going to talk about some X-wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Greg Smith. And Happy New Year. It is finally 2021. Imagine having a last name, Greg, that didn't start with S-M-I-T. <laughs> that is a very specific I, imaginative joke. <laughs> I, I can imagine it because I was born with a different name. Oh, oh snap. snap. Yep. Well, Listeners, mind. you are I learning can't. this at the same time we are. <laughs> I have an alias. I have to put it on every federal piece of paper that I Nice. Oh my gosh. Are you an yep. assassin? You probably can't answer that. I am. Yeah, I can't I can't tell you what the name is. <laughs> Greg Bourne. <laughs> Bond. Oh, Greg well, Bond. <laughs> Ninety seconds in and we've already dropped bombshells. <laughs> well, it's the new year. How do we all spend our holidays? Anybody do anything cool? Saw the fam. Yeah, I got to play some in person X Wing. That was cool. With my father. We can do it at any time, but we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Uh, I imagine you guys have had, like, a game and a match set up since, like, last April. No. We actually played D&D. Yeah. Which is still set up. Since last April. (laughs) Uh, Mid-fight, even, from our our last in-person D&D session. Yeah. We actually had one. In fact, that... I was going to say, you two guys were the last ones on my couch uh, almost a year ago yeah. uh, in D&D. Yeah. We were just talking about this a while ago. What a weird year. Like, yep. Just 20 years from now, thinking back to uh, the, the pandemic, oh, is going to be so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll yeah. be 50 then, Doug. No. Oof. <laughs> I'll be 29 old. forever. So old. God, I feel so young talking to you guys. Great, your birthday's in what, like April? No, June. June. Right. Okay. So you're six months. You're, you're six months younger than. He's a zoomer for six more months. Six months <laughs> younger than the rest of us. Well, I didn't do much of anything. I uh, saw a couple of friends exchange some gifts in a safe and distanced manner. Uh, I've been going to war with Amazon. You know what's great? Third-party sellers on Amazon who advertise something and then they send it to you, and it's the wrong language version. Oh man! Oh my! And you try to go through the refunds process, and Amazon's like, well, it's not our fault. We didn't sell it to you. We just took your money and delivered it. <laughs> and if you want to do a re- it's a pain. To be fair, they're doing everything they can. Their customer service people are fine. They just have to jump through all these hoops. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've ever had to deal with an Amazon return. So, What uh, language was it? Oh, it's just Spanish language version, which if it were for me, oh. that's fine. I speak Spanish. The people I was gifting it to do not. Oh, so I was like, oh, this is terrible. You should have them a Duolingo account as well. <laughs> yeah, that would have been you better than educational gift. You gift. Spanish. <laughs> the gift of learning. Uh, I had that issue with Adorama. Uh, they sent something to my previous address, and I was like, yo, can we change that? And they're like, you got to talk to UPS. And I was like, UPS, can we change the address? They're like, nah, you got to talk to Adorama. No. I was like, can we do something else? Like, we can't cancel or change it. I'm like, so I just lose my seven dollars <laughs> yeah we had so far some, i've just lost my seven dollars we had something similar happen uh 
the first place I worked at when I moved here to the Midwest was uh, down in on the plaza in Kansas City in a research lab. And they had recently moved where one of their labs was. And something was getting delivered. I can't remember what it was, but it was you know a $60,000 piece of equipment. And the distributor had the wrong address, which was now like an empty warehouse. And we said, can they change it? Nope, it's already in the shipping people's hands. Can you contact them and get it to send it to the right address? No. So we had to go rent a flatbed truck and go wait behind this warehouse for this horrendously expensive piece of scientific equipment to be delivered. They moved it onto the truck. We had to take it to the with that truck to the new lab. All of this was like, literally, we were paying for all the delivery so we wouldn't have to offload it off the truck and we ended up having to unload and offload it. I should have been Sad. a teamster. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, we probably where, all should have been teamsters. That's where the money is these days, I tell you. Well, we didn't do a whole lot. Greg, what about you? Uh, I had a pretty quiet holiday. I went down and got to work on the farm for a little oh. bit. So that was nice and peaceful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, pretty quiet. Really enjoyed it. And now it's back to the work. Yeah, back to the grind. Yeah, that's indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why don't we have year-round vacations? That's my question. You know, that's the thing. With having a week and a half off like some of us did for the holidays, it's just enough time to get accustomed to that new routine. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, now I have to go wake up again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a bit I left my laptop my la- from upstairs gaming. It's why I left it upstairs for work now, too. Yeah. <laughs> now I, the living room is mine. Indeed. Well, it was a bit of an active holiday break for Tashi Station. We got our YouTube channel up and running. Uh, we've, we've got our mini-chlorian matches up there, as well as a brief tutorial video on customizing ships for Tabletop Simulator. Uh, we're looking to put more content on there, maybe stream some games, maybe do some demos of concepts. So, listeners, if you have things you'd like to see us talk about on the podcast or present in a video, comment on our socials and let us know. $10 on Kofi, you can just have a video of me and Doug arguing with each other. <laughs> wow. Yeah, now I'm thinking if we actually were to put together a Patreon, that would be a wonderful thing. Like, you know, at the $10 Bonus episodes game, once yeah. every three months of just Doug and Spittle arguing about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> on video, though. It's on very video. important. That's oh, that's true. Wow. I, I, have a, but, I have a face for podcasting. I'm not even sure I'd go that far. That reminds <laughs> me of the, what, we got another... The Mocane group or whatever on Discord. Isn't there a, a page that's uh, Argue with Jake? Uh, uh, there's Jake's takes into the void. Okay, yeah. And there's an Argue with a How and Argue with Argue Smittle. with a How. <laughs> and yeah. an Argue with Smittle, but that's not very active. Uh, we, for our listeners, we're talking about our local uh, Kansas yeah, our... City Discord that we have. And literally, there are two rooms called Argue with Smittle and Argue with a How. Bob or Doug, pick your pick. Yeah. And then just the general arguments. We argued a lot. That's, kind that's of like actually our most of what's been on that Discord has been arguments. <laughs> yep. Well, it's going to be arguing because we haven't had any official X-Wing news come down from FFG or Atomic Mass. Granted, we've only been, as we record this, two days into the new year, so not expecting a whole lot of uh, new news. Although, from Asmodee, if anybody is unable to get out to their local store or your local store is out of stock of some ships... Check the Asmodee website. They are actually in stock of a lot of uh, first edition 
ships that they are clearing their inventory out of, apparently. So if you need more models of K-Wings or TIE-FOs, they've got them up there for pretty cheap. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Now, from the source. From the source, even. Luckily, uh, I had a problem of collecting everything when it came out originally, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <a> problem. <laughs> I'm actually, like, two waves behind because of pandemic, and I it's pretty anxiety-inducing to not own at least one of everything. You know, I've been thinking about that. I keep thinking, man, whenever we get to actually put stuff on the table again, I'm going to have to buy so many ships. That's right. I'm like, I can wait until we back on the table. As a celebration, I can buy two waves of X-Men all at once. <laughs> I have to buy all of the separatist stuff because I need to get into seps now. I still own everything because I have a problem. That's exactly <laughs> I, don't I don't own that. quite everything yeah. yet, but you don't have to buy four tri fighters. Just letting you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I did that, and uh, you probably don't need to buy four. <laughs> until until spam tri fighter comes yes. out. Yes, ah, let me do that. They're too expensive, man. They're too expensive. Well, so yeah. were Nantexes at one point. Yeah, let's just That's bring true. Them down I mean, if, if they drop Tri Fighters eight points, then I believe that they are good spamming. Because you can fit <laughs> seven then, I think. Uh, that, that Maybe would 35 be, down to 20. Gross. Seven. So, yeah, you could fit, you could I, fit seven. I would accept 27. But 25 uh. would be better. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. right now. Uh, I've been flying a lot of interceptors, and alpha interceptors at 31 points, as well as the generic silencer, are three attack dice on 31 points. That's as cheap as a three attack dice ship should ever go. I, I think you mean striker, not striker. Sure. Striker, not striker. I, was like, I would be flying so many silencers <laughs> if there were three yeah. points. I'd be flying striklencers. Specifically, five and Kylo. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a ship that didn't start with S and end with Ur. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think 31 is pretty much the minimum of what you can get for three dice ships. But uh, tri fighters at 35 are real bad. Yeah, yeah. super bad. Yeah. How many can you get? I'm gonna do a list right now. Six, uh, four, five. You can't do six at 35. You can't do six. But you got 25 left over. Yeah, the break points are 50, 40, 33, and 27. So, I I do this all the time. I come to Yasby and I'm like, okay, just get as many as I can, and then I'm like, okay, I'll just get rid of this one, get rid of this one, get rid of this one. Oh, okay, yeah. I just won't put one in the room. Yep, that's exactly what I do every time with Tri-Fighters. I'm like, oh, I want to yeah. start with something with Tri-Fighters. Then I'm like, but I could fit, like, so many vultures instead. Like, <laughs> yeah, other ways. And it's like, oh, okay, I had that one saved already. I'll just yeah. keep that one. <laughs> I was doing that the other day, and it ended up like an Eddie Izzard sketch. I just grabbed a bunch of ships, put them in there, and said, this one's crap, this one's crap, this one's crap, this one's crap. You, you, keep talking. I like you. <laughs> I actually have this that problem with uh, Republic Aces right now. Every time I try to build a Republic Ace list, it just turns into the exact same <laughs> Delta B, Obi-Wan, Ada, Anakin, and a Chopper Jedi Knight, or sometimes I'll... The, the Chopper Carrier changes every once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Ritz say that? Ritz said that. He was like, I just keep trying to build lists or whatever, and it just turns into something with broadside. We've done it. We found the X-Wing version of carsification. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, here's a college moment. For those of you who aren't uh, aware, carsification is a scientific term where over time, everything will evolve to resemble a crab. It's an uh, evolutionary biology theory that the crab is like the end of all convergent evolution. So... Over time, you take any life form and you evolve it, it will eventually become a crab. Any Republic oh, list good. eventually just becomes Broadside and his amazing friends. <laughs> yeah. The sooner we turn to crabs, the better, in my opinion. 
Indeed. I agree. Uh, I could use some claws. <laughs> you really could. <laughs> well, nothing came out officially from FFG or AMG, but we do have uh, upcoming events put on by Gold Squadron. If you go to goldsquadronpodcast.com, you can sign up now for the Flight Club Championship. It's a $25 entry fee and then $10 for each of the four tournaments you want to sign up for. There are two hyperspace and two extended. One of each will be on LA time. One of each will be on London time. So wherever you are in the world, you can probably find a nice six-round tournament to get in on. The prizes look amazing for them. I believe it's, what, top... uh, Is it top in each faction or top eight in each faction per tournament get an enamel pin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the prizes are much better than prizes they were for the, the championships so. or the galaxies. And just to touch on the weird pricing format, so for the galaxies, it was a flat $35 for every tournament you entered. Uh, and people's general complaint was that the price support wasn't really worth playing in multiple tournaments then. Uh, so you were really just playing in multiples to try and qualify for Coruscant. Uh, so to answer that, Dion made a flat $25. This is to cover your shipping and your, your prizes. And now it's just a $10 entry fee for each specific tournament. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's much easier to play in multiples of these without breaking the budget. Indeed. And check it out. It's going to be fun. I'm already signed up for uh, the Hyperspace and Extended in the LA time zone. I am so. going to sign up for them, I'm pretty sure, but I haven't. I'm definitely going to sign up for the Hyperspace one. I haven't decided about the other Is that yet. the first one? Yeah. I, I want to sign up for the January 20... 23rd. That's uh, the Extended. Extended the, is 23rd. Yeah. In the LA time zone. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that one. I'll probably sign up for both. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Yeah, and I then, got six months to play at people, so... Yep. We've got our local league, the Major Von Gregg Open. Uh, that's going reasonably well. Uh, right. <laughs> I finally won a round. I say Newt's cruising through everybody, so he's yeah. having a great turn. I have a win against Newt so far. So. Yeah, am I, I, mean, am I the only win. person who's beaten you so far, Newt? Like I know uh, you won. Uh, the... No, I, I just lost. I just lost one game against Alex. So okay. yeah, I beat him. In, I beat him in our first game. We oh, that's our right. Yeah, yeah. And game. I went one on one against you, but you had way better yeah. movie. Oh, and Alex uh, is MOB on this stuff. Slaughtered. So. Yeah, Alex yeah. is getting kind of stomped here. Uh, well, I flew broadside off the board in the second <laughs> turn of my last <laughs> one. That kind of put a damper on that day's worth of X-Wing. So I kind so, of gave up. By the way, if you need to play Alex, play him on TTS, because he'll fly a ship off the board one in every, like, 20 games or so. The, the freaking <laughs> dial directions. I don't know why, but sometimes the bank goes in the wrong direction, and I fly an important ship off the board. It is I don't know what it is. because oh, usually, the it's always on the yeah, first or second button. turn. The, the previous set next alignment on those yeah, dials is oh so confusing. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I've done it a couple of times, and then when I check my dial, I'm like, I didn't do that. It's because <laughs> of that set button, or sorry, the next and the previous button. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, that I gotta so, say, um, TTS is doing for me though. Uh, one of the things we've talked about a lot is I, being a kind of an anti-swarm player, have never in person put more than five ships on the table in a, in a list and now that i've been doing swarms and you know six or in some cases seven ship lists in tabletop simulator and getting used to setting dials quickly and getting things set down i'm actually interested to see how many of those skills will translate to playing back on the table again Honestly, the thing you have to get used to the most is physically moving that many ships can be a pain sometimes but yeah it can get real bumpy yeah, but um... I personally find it way more satisfying I, to fly swarms on the table, which is weird because it's way easier on TTS, but I don't know. Something about moving that many ships in coordination is really satisfying. Yeah. Indeed. Swarms are the best. That's my yeah. visual stance. Well, talking about uh, our Try league, hard. that kind of 
and, and tryharding, in fact, kind of segues us into the topic we we're going to cover, that there's been some discussion in certain circles lately about, well, tryharding is a good term for it. Uh, where is the line drawn between fly casual and win at all costs? How competitive is too competitive when it comes to X-Wing? And this is kind of a, well, it's a touchy spot for some of us. And I think we come at this uh, from some different angles. So let's kind of have a little roundtable about that here. Uh, Doug and Alex, let's you know start with you guys. You guys have literal, I've seen them. I've helped you move them. Shelves full of championship trophies. Well, and it's yet... now one big mantle. It is. <laughs> uh, I want to say one overarching thing that I think someone agrees with me, that a lot of the fly casual versus one at all cost mindset, it, it, it's a mindset. It doesn't actually have a lot to do with what lists you're bringing. Like, it's how you treat your opponent. Yeah. Um, like, I've played against people that are pretty win at all costs all the time with bad lists. Um, Often. And Often. I've... Yeah, and I've played against amazing players with like players that are just so much fun to play against, and they're bringing the top meta competitive list to everything they play. It's uh, it brought Ghost Fen, and it's still a fun game because they're an awesome opponent. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so I think the the biggest overarching thing is that when you're you're looking at what type of tournament, it's just what kind of mindset you want to bring. Um, and I know I personally try my best to to bring a good attitude to every tournament, um, like. We've all played against the person that's just, to put it bluntly, an ass the entire time. Um, <clears throat> do we need to start and stop again? Nah, we're fine there. Hey. Okay. Um, what was I saying? The person is an ass the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I've, I've played against people that are just an ass the entire time, regardless of how the game is going, and it's, it's just a terrible experience, win or loss. Um, I'd, I'd rather lose against a fun opponent every time than beat somebody that's miserable to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, Straight up. And I do agree. And like, yeah, there's always going to be lists you don't like playing against. We all have lists we don't want to see. Um, but how you treat your opponent who is flying that list is what's really important. Like, um, I feel like the last Worlds I went to, I had a pretty good run on day one. And then day two, I run into two ghost fins in a row. I'm like, well, this just sucks. This is unfortunate. But like, I was cool to them. I ran into three in a row, and it was amazing. Well, yeah, but my list specifically folded to Ghost Fen. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was a bad matchup, and it was unfortunate, but like, they were both cool people, mm-hmm. and I was a cool person at them. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you can't control what list you're played against, like playing against in a tournament. Like, I mean, if it's a casual night, and you don't play against that list, just ask them to bring <laughs> something different, or play somebody else. Well, yeah. Um, that's totally valid in a casual night. If someone's bringing, uh, like, say, someone's practicing for a major tournament and they have a top-tier competitive list that you just don't feel like playing against, you can say, hey, it's just not what I'm looking for. I'd rather play against somebody else. Yeah, and it's fine. I'd rather you tell me that. And if they're a reasonable person, they're not going to care that you don't want to play against that list. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, as somebody who spends a lot of time prepping for tournaments, particularly, you know, back when we were playing in person, like if anybody didn't, I I would frequently ask people if they were fine with playing against my you know medalist. Um, but the main point is is that you just need to have a different attitude towards. You shouldn't let what somebody brings ruin the game for you. Is the I think the big thing. Like even if it's something you don't like, try to engage with them as a person and have a good time. Yeah. And uh, you know most people are understanding if you're frustrated by a list or how the game's going. It's it's just so much about your mindset. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And like, uh, that's actually something I feel pretty strongly about. I don't think it's cool at all to give your opponent shit for what they're flying. Like, 
Very true. It is. That's it's a pretty low move, in my opinion. Um, it's bad sportsmanship, I think. Like, you're at a tournament. You knew this was a possibility. If you are rude to your opponent because of what list they brought, you shouldn't be playing in a tournament. Yeah. yeah totally. Agree. I try to... So, if I'm losing, there's no reason to, like, complain. Because uh, you're obviously losing for a reason. And I could get that you get down on yourself. Uh, but complaining to the other person when they're winning is like yeah. it's just the super. It's like the most crappy thing to do because they're trying to have fun and obviously they're winning and that's what they came to the table to do. Nobody yeah. instantly comes to the table and it's just like oh, I lost that game, love it. Like I'm, you know. Uh, but if they're winning, don't like I've always heard this phrase. It's called uh, it's going to sound weird if you've never heard it, but it's called don't yuck their yum. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Sometimes when you know somebody's having a good time, but you might be a little bit peeved or something, don't don't treat them like they're doing something wrong. Yeah. No shit in their uh, Cheerios is how I yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I have a hard time staying positive in matches sometimes, but I always try to treat the opponent, you know, equally because yeah. you're you're still trying, you're still playing a game, you're still having fun. Yep. Just because you brought a list that doesn't necessarily work well, it's not it's not right to, uh, and- to get mad at your opponent for that. We're all human. Like you're gonna get frustrated. It happens. Like I've I've definitely oh, sure. had games where I got too salty, and like even just apologizing apologizing after the game, having a little self awareness can go a long way. But like uh, a perfect example is at Coruscant when I was flying the uh, Suntier Suntier Whisper and and Seven Sister. Uh, my round four opponents had just like I was his third Imperialists with a deeper bid in a row, and he was like, "Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm going to get really salty during this game because this is a terrible matchup." Like he was apologetic about it, and he would apologize as soon as something came out every time. Like he he was aware that it was a his problem, not a my problem, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really big deal. Like in terms of making sure your opponent also has a good time. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's not your opponent's job to police your fun. Yeah. Um, they can't. All you can do is control how it affects you, and yeah. um, you gotta have a good attitude. Yeah, everyone gets upset sometimes, and it happens. But usually for me, even if I have a terrible game, um, it's how my opponent treats me that's gonna affect how I feel about the game, how it went. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've gotten slaughtered in games, and these opponents were the most fun players to play against, and that's that's all I care about. Yeah. Also, yeah. this is gonna sound a little contradictory to you saying it's not your opponent's job to control your fun, but you should also make every effort to make sure your opponent has a good time. Like, I, what I mean is with list building, it's not yeah, your opponent's yeah, job. Yeah, right. your fun. Yep. Um, yeah, and that honestly, uh, you know, Alex and I, we talked about this a little bit offline. We recently had our uh, hyperspace game in the league. and you. I was going to bring it up if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to get a little inside baseball, uh, I've been flying the 4X wings with two thread carrier uh, Zs recently. And that is, it's a good list. It's great. I think it's one of the top tier out there right now. If that's, you know, if you're comfortable with flying six I-1 ships, the thing is, I understand where a lot of people will look at something like that and go, oh, another efficiency swarm again. And in my head, I was thinking, I don't want to be the guy that gives someone that response so rather than try and build a efficiency swarm list, which right now I'm comfortable flying, I brought four ships at I-4 with two B-Wings and Jack Porkins and Jake, which I joke about Porkins, but at this point I was only bringing him for an I-4 yeah, X-Wing. Up. And it was absolutely not just the wrong call to fly against Alex. It was the wrong call because 
in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to bring just a basic C-tier list and, you know, to, to try and not piss off my opponent. And I should have thought better of Alex and thought better of the tournament in general going, people understand that in a tournament, in a league, you play to win and there's nothing wrong with bringing a list that's going to win. You don't have to say, I'm going to fight with one hand tied behind my back to make it fair. Uh, I come from, as I mentioned a couple times, uh, a martial arts and combat sports background. I've done MMA, kickboxing, boxing, professional wrestling. And when you are in a competition or even just sparring, the idea behind combat sports is that you are trying to win. You are not trying to hurt or injure the person you are in a match with. It's very similar in any kind of competition. You're there to win. You're not there to wreck the other person. I want to win the game. My goal is not to beat you. It's not to break you of yeah. loving X-Wing. Mm -hmm. Also, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but uh, no list in second edition, with the exception of like maybe Ensnare, uh, Nantex, and Supernatural ships, uh, back when Supernatural was 12. Uh, like, nothing has actually taken agency away from your opponent. Like, it's perfectly fine if you don't like playing against stuff. Like, there's there are lists that I don't like playing against. I hate, I hate playing yeah. against Yeah. Uh, but objectively, like, especially when you look at, like, first edition with things like Dangaroo or Ghost Fen or pre-nerf Trajectory Simulator, Genius, Nim. Like, oh. those were things that it didn't matter what you did. They were going to do their thing, and there was nothing you could do about it. Like, that is, that is actually taking away your ability to play the game. And there's nothing like that in second edition. And if you're if if you're letting an opponent's list ruin your day that much, that's on you. That's not on them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, especially me... in the things of efficiency, like that's what X Wing. That's X Wing. That's what X Wing was designed around originally. Mm -hmm. Anything else is added on, and you can't be mad about a core tenet of the game. Like, well, you can. Of... You can be mad about it. You Just don't. But don't take it out on your opponent. Yeah. And don't let it ruin your life. Yeah. So on on Matt's point there, um, the worst feeling to me is when uh, you bring a list and then your opponent complains about the list and you... So I'm empathetic and just like Matt was saying, I'm like almost the exact same. I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to bring that because I know this is their reaction. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm going to put it down on the board and they're going to go, ugh. And, uh, so, like, in the league, I've actually not played good lists, I think, like, quotation marks. Like, I've, I've built lists because I'm trying to be, like, I've done aces. Like, I flew aces against you, Doug. Uh, yeah. But I'm not an ace player, and I've been trying to do that because mm, maybe the list that I'm good at could be seen as... Whatever, like you know, I don't, I don't want to put a list down and be that guy with yeah. you know droids, and, right? Like people think, like, oh, you always uh, have actions. You do this, you do this. You're always. Mm -hmm. I'm well, guilty of that in the league as well. <laughs> uh, there's a particular extended list that I've had a lot of success with in the past that is better now that I have uh, <laughs> not put on the table in, in the league because yeah. I don't want to. Well, we I don't want to force that on people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess spoilers if you uh, play in the galactic or the whatever the new. Extended tournament is. I'm probably going to be playing Sunfock again because that uh, uh, Sunfock ooh. plus six now fits two tracer missiles. Uh, oh, instead dirty, of I want to do it too. There's yeah. no god. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like going back to what Newt said too earlier about how he didn't want to bring a 
list gets, he even mentioned that in the game. He's like, I had been doing really well with this other list, and I felt bad for bringing it. I was like, bro, I will never judge anyone for what list they bring to a game with me. Mm-hmm. That's not my, like, your job is not to consider how I feel about your list. Your job is to try to win the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, I've, literally, to... I've literally done that in every one of my, not every one of my games, because well, I've keep I doing it a couple against of me, fun ones. I'm, I'm in last place. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I haven't been bringing things that I normally bring because I don't like to win and not feel good. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Like, no, I totally I can, understand you. If I win, but it doesn't feel like it's my opponent, you know what I mean? Like, there's that like separation between like winning and just being like, "Oh, I did really well," and everybody was like, "Oh, you know, congratulations, whatever." And then you and, also win, and people are like, "Uh," and he's like, "Oh, okay, like maybe I should." And that's a bad feeling. Your opponent shouldn't make you feel bad about playing the game. And this is a bit of a side tangent, but I think that's actually where a lot of people's preconceived notions for list building comes from, like why they limit themselves so much, is, like, for example, if you think that aces are just overpowered and, like, don't take skill or whatever, you're not going to bring them because you don't want to, like, you don't want to, if, if that's your opinion of the list, you don't want to put that on other people. Like, you don't want to make other people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So you tend to that's lean away from stuff like that. Um, and that's not the case for everybody, obviously. Some people prefer factions and things. But, um, yeah, I think it's a pretty widespread problem in the X-Men community to blame people for the lists they bring. Um, like, these are all ships that are approved by FFG, well now AMG, but like, they're officially designed things that they put in the game on purpose. Yeah. Like, you can yeah. see like, Supernatural Reflexes got priced out of play because they didn't want it around anymore. Like, until they do that with the thing you don't like, you kind of have to accept that it's something you might see. And, yeah. uh, and players are allowed to do whatever they want or can do to win within mm-hmm. the confines of the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when, uh, when a lot Mantex... of people have always hated swarms and like uh, a lot of swarm hate in the community in general. And uh swarms have always existed and they're always gonna exist. Yeah, when Separatists first came out, they weren't uh I don't want to say competitive. Yeah, they they, they just weren't doing much. But I really liked the faction, so I'd play them and I would lose. And then when, uh, what was it? I think Vultures came down and Maul came down and I flew my Maul plus four. And it was just a ham. It was just, it, it could just delete ships, right? So, but people that were like, hammer oh, and droids. Anvil that I ran, I ran into that list how many times in the country? Yeah. And it was like, the people were like, oh, droids. And it just got worse. And it was just, oh, more droids. Oh, more droids. Well, then when the Nantex came out, I was like, oh, this is different. This isn't droids. These aren't droids. And then everybody was like, oh, they're so bad. And I was like, but I want to fly both. Like, what? And so, like, (laughs) I flew, I flew like a Chertek with Ensnare plus some droids and Dooku. And I remember sitting it down on the table and, like, probably two-thirds of the time, people were like, Oh, like in snare or oh, Nantex or oh, both. And, and I was just like, oh, that sucks. Like, you know, I get to the table, it's like, oh, okay. Well, you're flying aces and I really don't like them. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't say anything about your Imperial aces that I can't hit. Yep. And to you be know. clear, in snare was not a well designed card from a opponent's no. fun standpoint. Oh, God. Like, no, it was. That is a not. card that is not fun to play against. But just like um, you said before, was it was it was approved and it is part of the game. And mm-hmm. so I played it, which I have. I have tons of ways that you could change that card, and it would have been perfect out the gate. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't have been overpowered, but obviously that's not a straight thing. instead of a tractor, and it would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, this right. is a, yeah. a discussion yeah. that's been going on for 
two years now? No, yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, but you know, oh, but yeah. this is this is the good concept of like, mm-hmm. oh, I put it down on the table. It's not my fault that it's in the game. Like somebody yeah. invented this. Like again, I don't like how Vader gets four actions potentially in a turn, but you could still do it. Yeah. Uh, to pull from, uh, I actually watched an interview about uh, one of the League of Legends designers that is the most disliked because he's come out with, he released a lot of champions that people just absolutely hate playing against. Um, like, Shivana. no, not Shivana. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, you made me lose my train of thought. Uh, champions good. that people hate playing against like Shivana. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of it comes down to um, a lot of mechanics that feel really good from the player's perspective feel bad against. Uh, from the opponent's perspective, until you actually learn to play against it. Um, and I, th- like, the X-Wing community is not great at putting in reps to actually figure out how to play against things. Swarms um, are almost an auto-win, because people don't know how to play against Swarms. Yeah, and people aren't willing or you don't have the time to put in the reps to figure out what to do against Swarms. Um, and that's been the case for all of X-Wing, all. first and second edition, not just Swarms. Um, and that doesn't mean there haven't been things that have been blatantly overpowered, but uh, this is all a, a really big tangent, though, from the fact is, like, you should never feel guilty for playing what you want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even if your opponent doesn't like playing against it, they shouldn't take it out on you. They should just, like... And if they do, you're already the bigger person. So, yeah, win your game of X-Wing on top of it. Yeah. They're just yeah. There's a fine line that you need to ride between being frustrated with a list and still being a good opponent. And I think a lot of people let themselves fall into the just being salty the entire time. Um, and so we're saying, be be better, rise above it. Yeah, and we all can improve at stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, dice is what gets us salty, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird, right? When you roll really well, uh, and then you feel bad about it, but mm-hmm. it's not your fault because you rolled it. I like what all these mods I brought. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And one of Doug's uh, Doug versus me, and he was just like. Oh, I finally used a mod, and I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, I felt a little bad when I said that. I was just like, why, why yeah. did you... <laughs> yep. Like, I felt bad because I was nattying so much. I was like, hey, I used a mod. Which is hilarious, because that was me in my game against Doug. I remember to Doug yeah. giving the Doug sigh, and being like, it sure would be nice if you'd have to spend a focus once yep. in a while. <laughs> yeah, because like, that's, that's the biggest Doug sigh. That is the biggest Doug sigh, because I will specifically plan shots and stuff just to burn offensive mods so that I don't get killed mm-hmm. back. And then you just yeah. natty out on defense and I'm like, ah, alright, well, that entire plan failed. <laughs> and see, that happens a lot. And from a different perspective, I've been that try-hard player before where I started out bad and losing games and then I got good and started winning games. I found lists that I could really use well. And then it was almost like I wanted to do everything. I, I wanted to keep that feeling of, hey, I'm good at this game. And then, especially in second edition, things changed. The list I was good at is no longer viable. And I often felt like I was scrambling to find something new where other people could keep playing the same stuff they were good with. Hey, aces are always viable. And I would get just so salty when I would be sitting here trying this next stab at finding the right list. And I'd run into somebody just playing what they'd been playing and sending me back to the dugout. And it was so easy to get salty because I realized after taking a couple steps back, it was LVO playing at the Las Vegas Open where I went one in five. I just turfed myself into the ground and I had to step back and realize I was putting too much of 
my worth as a player on my win-loss record. Every single one of those games that I lost, uh, I can't really say everyone, I can say almost every game that I lost at the Las Vegas Open, I had fun playing because even though I was losing and I was mad about my placement, my opponent was gracious in the cases where it was just they were absolutely steamrollering me. They were having, you know, I was having fun with it because they almost felt apologetic. Greg, you mentioned that when your list just just raffle stomps somebody, you kind of have to be like, I'm sorry, that's just how the dice go. And I, I, I'm definitely guilty of that, too. And, like, I'm going to go one step further. I am a try-hard player. My goal oh, yeah. is to win every game of X-Wing I play and to win every tournament I go to. That is my goal. Same. But I try really you pay hard. For, right? That's it. What'd you say? Especially something you pay for, like, if you're oh. online or something. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Oh. Online tournaments I both like and hate because I miss all the socialists. But I also like when I can oh, yeah. just drop and not have to move to do the <laughs> yeah. thing I want to do instead. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like... My goal is to win every game, and I feel like as long as I'm not a dick to my opponent, which I try very hard not to be, sometimes it comes out because we all have flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all that matters is how you treat your opponent in the moment. If you want to bitch about your opponent to somebody else after the game, that's, I mean, it's not fine per se because you should probably not be mean to people, but that's better than being a dick to them to their face during mm-hmm. the game. Like, I mean, there's... Venting is different than just like railing on somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. how Absolutely. I talk about Doug when he's not here. Yeah, I mean that's deserved though. True. But yeah, like if games are frustrating sometimes, and sometimes opponents are frustrating in them, and it's perfectly fine in an event. Just like you should really make a like my goal every game is to have my opponent walking away having had a good time playing against me, whether the game itself was fun or not. Like I don't know. It's uh, we're harping back to this a lot, but it's it's so much about your attitude towards your opponent versus your attitude towards the game is what like, fly casual versus what it all costs mindset is. I think a lot of it is like some people forget. I feel like they forget X Wing is a two player game that the opponent is another person. And especially in online play, I think it's really yeah. easy. But oh like, boy, can I ever identify with that? I have had the problem in online spaces, not just gaming. But I had, for the longest time, this idea that anybody online was, quote-unquote, pixel people. That whatever I said didn't count, it was online. Or, and that kind of translates a bit to uh, back in the day when I played Magic and I traveled to tournaments and played against people I wasn't local with, I was never going to see again. I could be this haughty, off you know, off-putting, just try-hard jerk. Because you know what? If I win, that's all I'm there to do. And over time, I started realizing how toxic that was becoming. And I'd like to think I'm a better person and a better player now for having gone through that. So there are these players out there that will just put everything into, if I don't win this tournament, I'm going to have a miserable time. And some people are just going to be like that. Some of us have been that person. And while, yeah, they can kind of yuck your yum and make your day a little less enjoyable you got to kind of i guess i guess it's about empathy when your opponent's there ostensibly for the same thing you do you both want to come in you both want to win the game if you're not there attempting to win the game while you play it you shouldn't be playing i feel that's not to say you shouldn't have fun 
but you should not show up just to dirtle around and not try to win. That's that's just dumb. But if the winning takes precedence over in the enjoyment, that's that's the attitude that I think we're trying to get people to avoid. Yeah. yeah. I think where you really, when it really crosses the line is when winning not only takes precedent over enjoyment, but whenever winning actively takes away enjoyment from your opponent. Yes. Like, or losing taking actively away from your opponent. It's probably well. more common. Like, you should try to be a graceful loser. It's hard. Losing sucks. So hard. Um, yeah. But, like, some of the best tournaments, some of the most fun tournaments I've been to, I went I went to Adepticon and O2 dropped, and that was probably my favorite X-Wing event I've ever <laughs> because I got to have a whole Adepticon. I wasted an hour and a half of my Adepticon oh, playing X-Wing. I had, this is a great example of this, uh, round three at Adepticon, I'm one and one, and someone who was two and O got paired down against me. And the, for that, I mean, their MOV was terrible at the point. Both their games were won by like a point. He didn't realize he'd been pared down until we were halfway through the match and I was well ahead. And he suddenly realized it was, you know, from his point of view, if you, a loss on your record, it doesn't matter if it's to a 1-2 and two player or a 2-1 player or a 3-0 oh player. That's not how the scoring works. But especially at a system open. Like especially at a system that. open. But for some reason, he got it in his mind that it was an insult that he was losing to someone who was below him in the standings. And he got up, and you remember at Adepticon, we were all playing on the long, you know, cafeteria-style tables. He yep. got up, and he actually had his hands under the rim of the table, and I felt it shake a little. <laughs> and I had to stop and think, are you literally trying to table flip an 18-foot <laughs> table crazy. with 12 other people playing at it? And he just... He had he stood he's like I just need a moment and he stood up and he walked around for a moment and I thought okay okay he's obviously very mad I need to not I need to not escalate this situation. He'd be I fair. Well, that... I, I I escalated the situation. I blocked okay, him yeah. onto a debris and because well, at that point you were playing the game. You yeah. were not escalating yeah. the situation. I, well, I, I I admittedly I took maneuvers that I knew. We're going to keep him in that mindset because it was a a path to victory for me, and I felt bad about but that. You're still afterwards. talking about playing the game. Yeah, like I, I was still playing the game. I was playing to win, and I would have won, yeah, you know, handily had we gone to time or anything like that. But what I did was I saw that my opponent was on tilt, and I exploited that. Yeah, that you're getting into a completely different discussion. Yeah, that's a different discussion. But what it was was what I what I feel in retrospect what I should have done was been more gracious about it. That was me being an unsportsmanlike winner. No, I, I completely disagree. Dis- fundamentally disagree. Unless you were like needling him on about rocking himself or something. Like if you're just playing the game, like forcing somebody onto a rock is probably objectively the correct choice most of the time. Like uh I, what I was gonna say before you said that though is him getting up and walking away I think is actually a very reasonable thing to do if you're tilted. Mm-hmm. Um like obviously don't stall out time and you know game the Go- system. But go like, get if a you beer take a minute to reset your. Sorry. Go get a beer and hit the bathroom. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nothing like that. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, we can get into that in a different, different episode. Um, 
But like, it's our slow play episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to take a minute, like, I mean, obviously let your opponent know that you'll be right back or something, but have go, your opponent ask for a time extension. Yeah. Go take, you know, 30 seconds to just take some deep breaths and reset cool. your mind. That's perfectly fine. That's, that's way better than being shitty to your opponent for the rest of the, the game because you're tilted. Or concede, take the extra long break, and come back next round refreshed. Yeah, like, I think that's another thing, especially in a game that you're already losing. Just like, just concede, just just get it over with. Be like, I'm sorry, man, it's not worth playing anymore. I need to take a break, and like, they're gonna yeah. be happy they got a win. A, a good example was the game Alex and I just played, where I realized I was in a point where he had aces behind my stressed ships. And I was like, you know what? No, I, there is literally no way I should ever be able to get a shot on you for the rest of the game. I realize I made a bad choice in the list and in my engagement. Rather than draw it out for another 40 minutes, let's call it. Uh, you guys, I, I always joke about you guys, uh, Doug and Alex, when you play, you do three moves and then reset. Well, you, we're usually trying openings. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's that, the most important part, part of the game. We scoop a lot against each other, but that's because Spinal and I have the ability to tilt each other really hard because we've we played hundreds of games against each other. We we, we have a hard time not tilting an X-Wing, actually. Yeah. We, don't, we don't play very often against each other. It's weird, yeah. And it's but something it's, we need to work it's on. But fine yeah. in tournaments, usually. Yeah. yeah. Well, casually, we get really, really tilty with each other. And this is what I would I'm say it's something we need to work on, but it's just against each other, so it's mostly <laughs> fine. This is the point I was trying to make. In a casual game, like when we just had, hey, remember X-Wing nights when we go out and all play X-Wing? When you have an engagement that you suddenly realize this whole game is not going to go my way, <clears throat> it's okay to say, all right, hey, I'll concede here before we've even started shooting. You can't do that in a tournament because, well, you can, but it makes you feel like you've absolutely wasted everybody's time. So a lot of times in a tournament, I know I've personally felt obligated to fight mm. out a losing game Making so, myself more and more upset because yeah. I'm to the point in playing um, Magic the Gathering Arena has really helped me with this. Um, whenever somebody plays a blue deck, I just concede. Um, <laughs> and that's what I do at X-Way. Like, if I'm not having fun anymore, it's not going to be fun for my opponent. So I'm yeah. going to call the game. Yeah. I mean, like, there can obviously be times if you're playing the last round to get into the cut, it's probably. Or you're in the cut. I'm never yeah. cut game. Yeah. Like, it's probably worth playing out for that, that attempt. But if it's round one or two and there's still plenty of day left and it could go either way. Like you have two to, and two, and I'm not going to make the cut anyway. Yeah. Well, so you have to think like, if I play out this entire game and get more and more frustrated and lose, is that going to make the rest of my games worse? Because then the correct call is actually to just concede, mm -hmm. reset, and then come back to the next game fresh and have a better chance. Um, like, and that's you know, you... that's very in the moment, but it's something that you should consider if you have a problem getting tilted a lot. So I've actually brought it up. Uh, I've played a guy, he actually got second at one of the uh, Galactic Championships and, uh, or qualifiers, and um, I was like, hey man, I'm probably going to concede. Like, uh, I was like, I'm, I just can't do anything to your aces. And um, he said, well, why would you concede? We have like maybe three rounds to go. You can get MLV. Uh, if, you know, you're probably going to lose, but you could get MLV or something. And we actually talked about it for like two minutes of the timer clicking down. And the guy was so cool. I was like, okay, we'll play it out. I was losing pretty badly, but it was enjoyable after that because we both had this like understanding of I'm losing, you're winning. Let's just play it out. And like, we know what this is. Yeah. yeah. It was actually really cool. Like how I had a conversation with the guy, you know, because obviously he was like, well, I'm winning. I'm not going to. I would love for you to concede, but like, <laughs> why would you do that? 
you know, it yeah. was just, it was neat. I don't think I've ever had an interaction like that. Before. Yeah, well, I think that's, exactly, that's the skill you need. I think yeah. one thing that's really interesting yeah. is a lot of high-level X-Wing players actually just talk to each other like it's a casual game all the time. Like Andrew yeah. Bowen, uh, who I don't think has played much since, if at all, since uh, we switched to online X-Wing. But, you know, Andrew Bowen's a fantastic player who's in America. Mm. He recognized me once. Yeah, he goes <laughs> deep into cuts and in just about everything he plays. But uh, he talks out all of his decisions. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he if he's deciding a barrel roll, he will just talk with his opponent. I don't know whether like I think I'm gonna barrel right, should I go forward, mid, back, and like discusses with them whether he thinks it'll fit, like <laughs> stuff like that. Like it's things little things like that seem kind of weird at first, but it, it really changes the tone of the game. It makes it a lot easier for both people to enjoy it. And like yeah. in a different direction, I've played Nathan ID twice. Um and both were some of the best games we've ever had. A from the competition and uh B from just he's an amazing player. We just joked we create memed at each other back and forth the whole time for both games and it was amazing um yeah like just be cool yeah. so, uh before chris allen and the carolina crates really took off i played him and ben keller one of the original crates at worlds i played ben first and then i played chris at the end of the tournament or, or maybe vice versa it was vice versa i played chris earlier in the tournament and then ben in the last round and, uh, like, we were literally screwing around so much, Ben yelled for Chris to come over, and then had him, quote, celebrity roll obstacle rolls for him. Like, he came over and rolled for a rock to see if he'd take damage, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, Yeah. And I think, though, what we're getting at is, going back to the original topic of what is trying too hard at X-Wing, I think the big thing that we all have brought up here is to come in with a sportsmanlike attitude. Respect that your opponent is going to be there to win the game, and even if they're flying something you don't like, in most cases, in a casual night, you don't have to fly against it. In a tournament, you have to accept that sometimes you're going to fly against things you just don't want to see. You know, Alex at World seeing Ghost Fen yet again. That was That's unfortunate. Gonna, yeah, unfortunate, <laughs> but it's going to happen. It's yeah. you know, the, the price of admission. But, like, I groan internally every single time the Millennium Falcon is across the table from me. <laughs> I fucking hate the Millennium Falcon. But I'm never going to, like, be mad at my opponent for flying it. In fact, last time Doug and I played in a tournament that wasn't a final, he flew double Falcons at me. <laughs> and I didn't give him shit at all. all right. I did do that. That's hold, true. That hold helped. on while I hit up Yasby and prep for our next game. Um, so while you're doing... So, <laughs> I got what he said now. Um... It's, I think verbiage too is big. Uh, so like, definitely. say say your opponent gets natty. It's like uh, Doug for the example of when you know you had the oh I used some mods whatever. But like it's if you roll natties and it's like you keep doing it and your dice are just super fire and the other you know your opponent has like blanks on there. You know like I think verbiage is good. Like I I think I'm guilty sometimes of being like those like. More natties, like I just kind of like get surprised, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "What oh, is that?" That's why um, I also try to call out my opponent's natties as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to get excited. Like I'm like, "Oh, you did it again!" Like, "Yo, um, you dodged it." Yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's like, a great oh, game when I can be my opponent's hype man. Right, and it's there's the no reason God, you can't because I say, for the love of God, what? never brag about your own dice to people. That's, that's oh, so no, crappy. No, no. It's the easiest way to make somebody hate you as an opponent. 
Yeah. Like saying natties in the in the meme is fine. Yeah, no. like, whatever. But yeah. like being like, oh, I can't believe how hard I'm dicing you. That is a shitty thing to say. Oh. Yeah. But like if you so like Matt said, like being the hype man, like that's kind of cool because then it <clears throat> your other your opponent doesn't feel bad about something that he's not controlling. Indeed. Like you know, if I roll natties three times in a row, then I'm like, oh, this is kind of but if your opponent's like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy, like okay, let's do this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like, um, like Matt had an experience in one of his uh, qualifier games of an opponent who just cheered on his own dice so hard, <sighs> and like being excited about rolling natties or getting the fully modified four hits you need to take down a ship. That's totally fine. You can be excited, but when your whole pl- when your whole talk is just being like, yay, I rolled natties, and you have terrible dice, like that's... that's have I mentioned that was literally the first time I had played somebody who wasn't one of you guys on Tabletop Simulator? Indeed. Uh, I, it, yeah. it happened to be the opponent that... All you, I remember there were what 160 people in that tournament, you know, at least. And I think three of you said, Oh, I hope I don't get paired up against that guy. And I get paired up against him. And I saw why. If it makes uh, you feel better, I tracked her to seem to off the board at Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was but, okay. Yeah. So, but the idea is that keep it friendly. Realize that. We are here to play a game that is fun, and yes, winning is fun. Anyone who we says, are here to try to win a game, yeah, we're here to try and win a game, and you know, absolutely, that is a path on the way to achieving fun. And if if you're at the point where winning becomes more important than the fun, or as Doug said, antithetical to the fun, you've gone too far. Dial it back a little, and learn to recognize that in yourself. Learn to recognize it in your friends, and don't be afraid to. Suddenly and offline, call them out a little. If you, know, hey man, you were getting a little bit salty in that last game. Everything okay? Uh, I'm really bad at that. I'm, I'm really like I'm really bad at letting my opponent be salty mm-hmm. and me just like, yeah, like, I mean that's feeling really weird situation where like like calling them out during a game is just gonna make it worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just yeah. uncomfortable. But if if you're from the side of you're the one getting salty and you're recognizing it. Like, apologize, man. Like, just have a little humi- be a little yeah. humble. Apologize. For it. That'll more. fix a lot. Like, it people will. are willing to put up with a lot of stuff if you admit that you made a mistake. And you can't really, if your opponent's being salty, there's not really much you can do, like Doug said. Um, I just usually try to make it so I, I want to beat them more. Mm-hmm. Which Yeah, I just stay quiet and, and I just just win. try to win hard. Try to win. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's but pretty yeah, much like, what we can say about that. So, we are in January. We've mentioned it's the new year. Uh, as we head to the close, what are our personal resolutions for 2021? And before we start this, no points for get everything back to normal or play more X-Wing in person. We all want to do that. So uh, I think my goal is to be as salty as possible during I'm going to try to be the worst opponent possible. Well, no, uh, I don't think you guys good. have list- or learned anything. <laughs> in fact, I forgot <laughs> stuff on this podcast. <laughs> well, okay. I, I don't know well if I have any specific have... resolutions. I have one. I'd like to manage my money better. Hey, that sounds like a good one. It's going to be real difficult. Um, I am going to... Well, I've been working out uh, lately because, you know, the army is stupid and they like you to do that stuff. Uh, (laughs) So, but it's... (laughs) 
but I, I'm trying to do that time management, uh, especially with a new baby on the way and stuff. Uh, those are real life uh, resolutions, but for X Wing, I'm waiting for the groan from Doug here. Uh, I want to make Vinny viable competitively, or I want to make Resistance Bombers viable competitively. I want it to be known that I side heavily, but I'm unsure. <laughs> what was the first ship? I missed the first Vinny. ship. Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Because uh, I know you guys are staying on those Resistance Bombers, but I just. I like them, and I want to play them, and I want them to be good. Yeah, they keep creeping down in price, and I've looked at them a couple times. Yeah, I honestly think their biggest problem is they don't fit into Resistance very well. They do not. I was actually just talking to John about this. I played him last night, and I flew three Resistance Bombers and Rose, and it was like, yeah. uh, So, but it was like they—they are only good at being gunships. Like they're not even good at bombing. That's they're, not, they're not really bombers anymore. I, uh, my my biggest design wish is that Trajectory Simulator had been their ship ability and it hadn't been an upgrade. Ooh, that would have been neat. That would have been cool. Mine was that Fen Rao would come down off of 68 points. <laughs> Please, God, everything else is cheaper. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. It's silly, but or maybe play Aces, too. Those are my X-Wing ones in my real life. Yeah. Real life, I... Uh... Was just talking about this with some other friends. My resolution at some point is going to be that I, uh, anybody who's seen me at a tournament, I tend to, at least for tournaments, uh, you'll notice I've usually got the loud Hawaiian shirt on if I'm not wearing one of our Mocan uh, shirts. Uh, but in average everyday day to day, I am a very monochromatic dresser. I have dressed the same way for 20 years. You know, almost my entire closet is just solid blocks of color. And it's weird being at home. I keep thinking, well, what's the point in expanding my wardrobe? Uh, Much like Greg, I'm doing a lot of exercise trying to get in shape. And one of my goals for that is, hey, when I can fit into new clothes, I'm going to buy something out of my comfort zone and wear it out in public. And That's really cool. That's like you're working towards two goals. Right, and that's the thing. Because I... Uh, we joke uh, at work, theoretically business casual. I try and put as much casual into it as possible, but I don't have a whole lot of variety. Uh, so I want to, you know, my resolution for 2021 is I'm going to get out there with some fashion. I'm going to look into new things that I just normally would not think I'd be caught dead wearing, and I'm going to try it. I'm going to go out in public like that, and heck, when we're all there in person, I'm going to show up at X-Wing tournaments like that, so I'm going to I'm gonna peacock my way through X-Wing in 2021. That's what I actually nice. remember that was going to be something similar, except it was without clothing. Whoa. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. And, whoa. I mean, okay. just to find a new roommate. <laughs> I was Julie, say, you already walked in for 18 more months, sucker. <laughs> Yeah, but I do remember an actual resolution that involves wearing clothing. Um, I've written three short films over this quarantine, and I'd like to actually film them and edit them this year. That'd be that's my thing. I mean, films about clothing? They're not about clothing. The characters wear clothing, probably. Oh, I'm not actually a nudist, Doug. That was a joke. My resolution is to get Doug a better sense of humor. Yeah, that'll never happen. Uh, no, I love Doug the way he is. No, don't say that. <laughs> I've uh, I've never really been a New Year's resolution person. Um, he hates improvement. 
Yeah, that's it. I just hate improving. Um, <laughs> I mean, like general things are. I'm I'm really gonna make an effort to eat out less because uh, at the start of quarantine with the stimulus, I uh, I ate out a lot. Like ordered DoorDash way too oh. much, things like that. Um, so I've been I've been working on fixing that. Um, as far as X Wing goes, I really fell into running what I was comfortable with for the the first half of like all of the Galaxy stuff. I ran Imperial Aces. Uh, things like, uh, to run similar stuff. On. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm trying. I'm making a, a concerted effort to get back into running different stuff. Pretty much every week, uh, I have banned myself from running Kylo or Imperial Aces for the whole league. Um, I'm gonna probably take that into the Gold Squadron Flight Club stuff. Um, just try to to re-expand my horizons. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, before we wrap up, any shout-outs for uh, the start of the Gotcha. <laughs> I think I won still. You didn't. You never win. He won last time, though. Shut yeah, up, Ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> and speaking of Bob Howe, you can hear Bob Howe and fellow podcast guest Mark Myers commentate our mini-chlorian games on our YouTube channel, Toshi oh, Station yeah. X-Wing, on YouTube. Doug has our medals from winning that tournament, by the way. Yeah, oh. Indeed. He hasn't given me mine yet. I'm eight feet away from him. I'm trying to respect uh, social distancing. Nice. <laughs> Solid cutback. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, X-wing designer uh, Max Brook, who recently has found uh, a new home with. Ah, it literally just escaped my mind. That's Matt, uh, that's Matt Matt Holland. Holland. Yeah. Holland, Holland, not Brook. Yeah, Holland. Uh, great designer. Great uh, log on game design. What is the Power Rangers game? Yeah, yeah. The Power so Rangers he's handling their OP now, mm-hmm. and, and he was a great OP manager for FFG. He was yeah. amazing. Fantastic outreach with the community, and um, I'm sure he'll do an amazing job. Yeah, so shout out to Matt. Glad that, you know, we were hoping he'd land on his feet. It's, you know, happened pretty quickly, so good on him. Uh, you know, new community? Yeah, heck, maybe there's some crossover between Power Rangers and X-Wing. I don't know. Also shout out to Max Brook. He's it's got a, a pretty sweet blog up there. Yeah, Renegade Game Studios, studios too. Matt Holland works for him. That's what it was, yeah. Holland, Max. I always get those two confused, which one's the designer and which one's the OP guy, but they're both excellent people. People uh, with M names all sound the same. That's yeah. what my official stance for a long time. Too many mats in this game. True. All right. Well, it's the only overlap in our local group, so. Wait a True. minute. Is... Okay, hold on. We've got... No, but... That's right. We are... We're fresh out of Brian's. They all disappeared. I was going to say, yeah, Brian's all disappeared. <laughs> Even so if you funny. cross us over with... Uh... St. Louis, they've got you know Matt Carey. You've got me and Ritz. Uh, we're gonna have to uh. have a, <laughs> we're gonna have to have the battle of the mats at some point again. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's been our episode for the week. We've got a good start to the year, and we will see you guys again hopefully soon for Tashi Station Radio. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. I'm Alex. I'm Greg. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Adios. Greg, 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 Greg. Me, me, me. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Toshi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Toshi Station XW on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing, and on YouTube at Tashi Station X-Wing. 
If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash ToshiStationXWing and toss us a few credits to help keep the hubs off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.